ओन्नो मित्रुण शोत्र बृहस्पति शो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायो वायमेव प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मेव प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्यामि रतं वदिष्यामि सत्यं वदिष्यामि तन्मामवदु तद्वक्तारमवदु मां अवतु वक्तारम ओनावदो सहनौ भुन सह वीकवाहै तेजस्वीतमस्तुम विद्वहै शांदंदृषभ विश्व छंदोभ्योध्यमृतासंबूव समेन्द्र मेधयास्पृत धारण भूयास शरीर मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तमा कर्णाभ्यांभूरी विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कोशोसी मेधयाद्रुत मे गोपाय अहम वृक्षरिवा कीर्ति पृष्ठंगिरेव ऊर्धपवित्रोवाजिनी वस्वृतमस्मे द्रविण गुंसवर्चस सुमेधा अमृत क्षिदेत्रिशंखोर्वेदाचन शाति 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 पूर्णम पूर्णमिद पूर्णमुद्यद पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओ शातिशातिशातिस्मृतिपुरा आलय करुणाल नमा भगवत्दशंकोकशंक शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे अंतुनःश्वरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमद्यादेहाय अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवांग मनस गोचरम अवांग मनस गोचरम आत्मनमखिलाधारम आत्मनमखिलाधारम आश्रये भीष्ट सिद्धये आश्रये भीष्ट सिद्धये अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदनंदन अतीतद्वैतभानत अतीतद्वैतभानत 
गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत सारम वक्ष्ये यथामदे सारम वक्ष्ये यथामदे अथुना हम ब्रह्मास्मि इति अनुभव वाक्यार्थो वर्णिते नाउ वी स्टार्टेड डिस्क्राइब द मीनिंग ऑफ द सेंटेंस अहम ब्रह्मास्मि आई एम ब्रह्मन दिस इज द एक्सप्रेशन ऑफ द स्टूडेंट इन रिस्पांस टू द एक्सप्रेशन ऑफ द स्टूडेंट मीनिंग द द कन्विक्शन द नॉलेज दैट द स्टूडेंट हैज स्टूडेंट गेन द कन्विक्शन दैट द स्टूडेंट डेवलप एज अ रिजल्ट ऑफ द इंस्ट्रक्शन फ्रॉम द टीचर एवं आचार्येण अध्यारोप अपवाद पुरस्सरम तत्वम पदार्थो शोधयित्वा वाक्येन अखंडार्थ अवबोधिते व्हेन दिस होल प्रोसेस हैपेंड व्हिच वी वेंट थ्रू एवं इन दिस मैनर आचार्येण बाय द टीचर अध्यारोप अपवाद पुरस्सरम तत्वम पदार्थो शोधयित्वा हाउ डज द टीचर गिव इंस्ट्रक्शन एज एग्जैक्टली एज इट वाज गिवन इन दिस टेक्स्ट हियर तत्वम पदार्थो शोधयित्वा व्हाट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ द द वर्ड त्व तत् एंड व्हाट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ वर्ड त्वम इन द स्टेटमेंट तत् त्वमसे सो बेसिकली व्हाट द टीचर वांट्स टू डू इज टू मेक द स्टूडेंट सी द मीनिंग ऑफ द स्टेटमेंट तत् त्वमसे दैट द वर्ड एंड फॉर दैट फर्स्ट शोधयित्वा फर्स्ट इज इन्वेस्टिगेटेड द मीनिंग ऑफ द वर्ड तत् एंड देन इज इन्वेस्टिगेटेड द मीनिंग ऑफ वर्ड त्वम and that was elaborately done in this text that is that and so we were shown what we call adhyaropa adhyaropa apavada purasaram by the process of adhyaropa and the apavada by the process of superimposition and desuperimposition so first discussing the tatpada that then the creation of the whole universe was discussed that is nothing but brahman which is the substratum of the whole universe and how this how the superimposition of the whole creation happens on brahman because of which brahman comes to be called ishvara <clears throat> so said how there is maya or agnyanam in what we call samasti agnyanam the aggregate of total ignorance and the ignorance has twofold power the avarana and the vikshepa so called veiling power and the projecting power how the avarna or the veiling power conceals the true nature of the truth and how the vikshepa the projecting power therefore brings about a projection so that is how the whole projection of the whole creation came about by through the process of the five elements akash vayu agni apa prasvi and from there the the creation the sattva rajas and tamas the creation of what we call the subtle body consisting of the organs of perception and the mind from the sattva aspect the organs of action and the prana from the rajas aspect and how the tamas aspect of the five elements went through a mutual combination fivefold combination and thus we had the five gross elements and by combination the five gross elements we have the whole elemental creation consisting of these various realms of experience like the earth and above and below and all the living beings of the fourfold those born of the womb and those born of the eggs and those born of this the perspiration of the of the moisture and those born of the earth so how this fourfold living beings in all these different worlds were there and corresponding objects of experience for them and this is how the whole universe came into being <coughs> so this was what we call the adhyaropa superimposition and tvampada also the superimposition was shown tvam means the the locus is the self and how upon the self so many ideas are superimposed somebody thinks that the child is a self somebody thinks that the body is a self somebody thinks that the sense organs are the self somebody thinks that the prana is a self somebody thinks the mind is a self somebody thinks the intellect is a self somebody thinks that ignorance is a self somebody thinks that the consciousness endowed with condition by ignorance is a self ultimately somebody thinks a shunyam or self is void so how this various notions are superimposed upon the self this is adhyaropa or superimposition 
of, of the of Brahman as a self. So Tatpada and Tvampada. That and Thou. These words were first explained with what we call superimposition in order to explain or in order to show the experience that we are having at present. And then de-superimposition. How it was shown at the level of samasti or the aggregate level at the level of tat, how the whole universe is, is nothing but the five elements. What we perceive as a gross, gross universe, including our bodies, can be seen as nothing but the five gross elements. And these five elements are the product of the five subtle elements. So five subtle elements and the whole subtle body ultimately reduces the subtle body and the five gross elements reduce into what we call the five subtle elements. In the five subtle elements also in the reverse sequence, the earth resolves into water and that into fire and that into air and that into space and that into the unmanifest and ultimately that is nothing but the substratum which is Chaitanyam. <coughs> this is the, the superimposition to show that the whole creation is nothing but Brahman. Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma. That whatever this is, is indeed Brahman alone. You may say Brahman alone appears as a universe or the universe is nothing but Brahma. The truth of the universe is nothing but Brahma. So this is what we call the superimposition. And similarly also the de-superimposition at the individual level to show how the notion that various people entertain about the self, what fallacies are involved, how the child cannot be the self because dearer than the child is my own body. So the body is self? No, the body is alive only because of sense organs. Are the sense organs self? No, they are alive only because of prana. Is prana the self? No, the prana functions because of the direction of the mind. Is mind the self? No, the mind, the various doubts, etc. of the mind are ultimately controlled by the intellect. Is intellect the self? No, in the deep sleep the intellect also is not self. Does it mean that the ignorance is a self? No, in the deep sleep there is not only ignorance, but there is knowledge also of the absence of everything. Does it mean that the consciousness endowed of ignorance is a self? says, no, no, it is a consciousness that is a self. <coughs> because ignorance goes away in the wake of knowledge. So it was shown how what we call the self is nothing but pure consciousness, Chaitanyam. So these are all the two words, Tat and Tvam, were analyzed. This is called Shodhanam, Padartha Shodhanam. Pada means a word. Padartha, meaning of the word. Shodhanam, investigation. Purification or investigation. And this is how an inquiry was performed with reference to the true meaning of the words tat and tvam. And then we were shown how this statement tattvamasi, that thou art, conveys akhandartha, that what is called what is called that and what is called thou. So both of them are indeed one undivided consciousness alone. <coughs> so in this manner the teacher went through the whole process of unfolding the statement tattvamasi. Thus, teaching of Vedanta is nothing but unfolding of this one statement, Tattvamasi, that thou art. In different ways, the same statement is unfolded in different Upanishads or different texts. Vakyena, so first of, first of all, Tattvam Padarthu Shodhitva, Padarthu investigating or, or understanding the meaning of the words Tat and Tvam. Vakyena, <coughs> Vakya means the statement, Tattvamasi, Akhandartha Avabodhite. When the student is made to see the meaning of the, the statement, Tattvamasi, Akhandartha Avabodhite, that Tat and Tvam are one alone. There is no division whatever. That what appears to be a duality between Tat and Tvam has its basis in, in Chaitanyam, which is Akhandam. Avabodhite, when this instruction is given, or the teacher is imparted this teaching. Adhikarinaha, for the adhikari, for the qualified student, aham brahmasmi, I am brahma, what kind of brahma? Nitya shuddha buddha mukta satya suhava, paramananda anantadvayam brahma hamasmi. As we discussed yesterday, that is in 
this chitta vritti hi udeti, this knowledge, this conviction arises, apprehension arises in the mind of the student that I am Brahman. What's the nature of Brahman? Nitya. That is eternal. Shuddha, which is pure. Mukta, the free. Nitya, Shuddha, Buddha, Mukta, Satya, the truth. Paramananda, Ananda of the happiness, which is ungenerated, which is natural or spontaneous, uncreated happiness. Ananda, devoid of the limitations of time and space. Advaya, the non-dual. So, Brahma, such as that, I am. Idi, Akhanda, Kara, Karita. That Chitta Vritti, all that thought form or the knowledge that arises, is distinguished from other forms of knowledge, and therefore that knowledge is called Akhanda, Kara, Vritti. Vritti means a thought modification or a mode of the mind. Akara means a form. So, what is the form of this Vritti? Akhanda. There is no khanda or the division. So what sort of khanda is not there? That vritti in fact reveals the akhanda. Vritti reveals the non-duality between the knower and the known. Non-duality between tat and tvam. <coughs> Chitta vritti udeti. Therefore in the qualified student arises this chitta vritti meaning this, uh, this knowledge that I am Brahman, <coughs> as a result of the teaching or unfoldment by the teacher. Adhikarina, for the qualified student, as I said, that when the mind is ripe, then the knowledge takes place. Sometimes they explain this by illustration of gunpowder. See, as long as gunpowder is moisture, then it doesn't explode. And when the gunpowder is free of moisture, the moment it comes in contact with fire, it explodes. Or you may have even seen that little lamp. There is a wick which is dipped in oil. And then it strikes a match to, to illumine that lamp. Sometimes the lamp just, you know, the wick doesn't get ignited. The wick doesn't, you know, it doesn't start burning. Sometimes there is moisture in that cotton. And therefore, it doesn't burn. Only when the moisture is evaporated, that that wick starts burning. So similarly also, moisture in the form, that is, you know, the, the likes and dislikes and various things which are compared with moisture in our mind, when they are eliminated, then when the mind is ripe, then the mind sees. <coughs> As we have been discussing in Kanchadashi, the process is to continue. The thing to do is to continue this process of vichara. A constant exposure to the teaching and a constant contemplation upon the, the text. That is what one has to keep on doing. And as a result of that, chattavrutti udeti. <coughs> so there arise in his mind this chattavrutti aham brahmaiti. <coughs> Now some technical questions are raised and asked, I mean answered here. Nanu yatha deepa praha aditya mandalam navyapnodi nacha prayojanam asti tatha nitya shuddhasva prakasham atmanam jada chitta vrittihi kasam vishayi kritya udedi. The question is, normally when a thought form arises in our mind, or what we call the knowledge arises in our mind, that knowledge illumines, the knowledge is a thought form, illumines the corresponding object. So chair thought illumines the object called the chair. Or thus, that's how thoughts take place in our mind corresponding to those objects. <coughs> Here you are saying that a thought takes place which illumines Brahma. So when you say Jnana Vritti or the, 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 the mode of the mind, which illumines. Normally, the mode of the mind illumines the various objects of the world, which is fine because the objects are all inert, and therefore the mind illumines them. But here you are saying that there arises a thought form or there arises this knowledge, this modification of the mind, which illumines Brahma. So this mind is comparable to a small lamp, and Brahma is comparable to the sun. 
दैट इज अ कंपेरिजन गिवन हियर यथा दीप प्रभा आदित्य मंडलम न व्यापन इट इज लाइक ट्राइंग टू इल्यूमिन द सन बाय अ स्मॉल लैम्प प्रयोजन अस्थी इट इज नॉट पॉसिबल दैट लैम्प कैन इल्यूमिन सन नो देर इज नो नीड टू इल्यूमिन सन आईदर बिकॉज इट इज ऑलरेडी इल्यूमिन तथा नित्य शुद्ध स्वप्रकाशम आत्मानम एंड सो सो आत्मा द सेल्फ इज नित्य शुद्ध स्वप्रकाशम स्वप्रकाश सेल्फ इफलजेंट एंड शुद्ध स्वप्रकाश विच इज प्योर एवर शाइनिंग नित्य इट इज नॉट दैट आत्मा डिज नॉट शाइन इट एवर शाइन्स लाइक द सन सन एवर शाइन्स वेदर वी सी इट और नॉट एंड सो ऑल्सो द सेल्फ एवर शाइन्स इन इट्स प्योर लाइट ऑफ अवेयरनेस विच इज सेल्फ इफलजेंट जड़ा चित्तवृत्ति कथम विषयीकृत्य उदेती हाउ इज इट पॉसिबल दैट दैट मोड ऑफ द माइंड विच इज वॉट यू कॉल चित्तवृत्ति विच इज जड़म बिकॉज द माइंड ऑल्सो इज मेड अप ऑफ मैटर सटल मैटर ऑल राइट बट स्टिल इट इज जड़ और इन दैट हाउ कैन दैट माइंड विच इज सो इनसिग्निफिकेंट लाइक ए लिटिल लैम्प एंड जड़म इनर्ट इन इट सेल्फ बिकॉज माइंड इट सेल्फ रिक्वायर्स कॉन्शियसनेस विलियम इन दैट how can that mind or that that mode of the mind how can it illumine the self or brahman which is ever shining pure and eternal <clears throat> so normally the mind objectifies chairs pots tables etc how can the mind objectify the self how can the mind objectify brahma because you say that the self is a subject and the subject is ever the subject how is it possible for the mind to objectify the self how is it possible for the mind to illumine the self and unless the mind illumines the corresponding object you cannot know that object and here you are saying that your mind reveals brahman as yourself how does the mind reveal brahman because brahman is comparable to sun the mind is compared to small little lamp brahman or self is self effulgent the mind is inert how is it possible for the mind to do that <coughs> किम प्रयोजनम च एंड व्हाट्स अ नीड फॉर माइंड टू इल्यूमिन ब्रह्मन बिकॉज ब्रह्मन इज ऑलरेडी सेल्फ इफलजेंट और द सेल्फ इज ऑलरेडी सेल्फ इफलजेंट एंड शाइनिंग व्हाई डू नीड दैट नॉलेज व्हाई नीड दैट नॉलेज टू इल्यूमिन सेल्फ बिकॉज सेल्फ इज ऑलरेडी इल्यूमिन सो यू आर ऑलरेडी कंप्लीट यू आर होल एंड कंप्लीट बींग एंड सेल्फ शाइनिंग सेल्फ इफलजेंट व्हाट इज अ नीड फॉर द माइंड टू इल्यूमिन द सेल्फ Number one, how can the mind, which is small, insignificant, and inert, illumine the self in the first place? And when the self is self-evident, what is the need to illumine that self either? These are the questions that arise, and those questions are dealt with in the next passage, passage one seventy-two, on the page ninety-nine. चिप्रतिबिंबसिता सती प्रत्यग भिन्न अज्ञात परम ब्रह्म विषयीकृत्य तद्गत अज्ञानमेव बाधते पटकारण तंतुदाहे पटदाहवत अखिलकारणे अज्ञाने बाधिते सती तत्कार्यस्य अखिलस्य बाधितत्वाद तदंतर्भूत अखंडाकार आकारिता चित्तवृत्ति बाधिता सातु चित प्रतिबिंब सहिता सती नाउ यू आर टॉकिंग अबाउट दैट थॉट फॉर्म दैट वृत्ति द ज्ञान वृत्ति और ज्ञान मीन्स नॉलेज ज्ञान वृत्ति मीन्स 
that mode of the mind of the nature of illumination. So that illumination or the, the knowledge that is arising in the mind, chit prasibimba sahita sati pratyagabhinnam agnyadam param brahma vishayikritya. So whenever any thought arises in the mind, the consciousness is bound to be reflected in that. As we have said, mind is a transparent material, sub-substance, transparent substance, or a reflecting substance like a mirror. So when the mirror is brought before me, my face or my body is going to be reflected in there. And similarly also, whenever a thought arises in the mind, the self or the consciousness gets reflected. That is what we call chit pratibimba, the reflection of the consciousness, or chidabhasa, the, you know, the reflection. So, chidabhasa or chit pratibimba. Both are essentially the same, a reflection of the consciousness in the mind. So, this thought form is arising, and there is chit pratibimba, the, con- the reflection of the consciousness in the thought. Pratyagabhinnam. Ajnatam param brahma vishayikritya. We say that that thought objectifies brahma, vishayikritya. What brahma? Param brahma. Param brahma means the brahman which is limitless, which is pratyagabhinnam, which is non-different from the self. So this thought that arises in the mind illumines brahma, imagine. It illumines brahma meaning it objectifies brahma as though Brahman, which is non-different from the self, is as though objectified by this thought form. Agnyatam Brahma, which Brahma is unknown to me. So important thing is that Brahman is unknown to me in as much as I do not know the self to be Brahma. And that is what the buddhi or the intellect does. All knowledge takes place in the intellect. The knowledge of the world, of the objective objects also takes place in the intellect. And the knowledge of the self also takes place in the intellect. Which knowledge would take place when? Depending upon where the intellect is directed. If the intellect is directed towards the objects of the world, then that knowledge takes place. If the intellect is directed towards the self, so Brahmanaha Vishayikaranam Nama Vrutpehe Tada abhimukhyam, tada abhimukhyam. So it is not that the vritti of the mind objectifies Brahman like it objectifies a chair. And we will discuss a little later, and we are familiar also with the process of how the knowledge of the objects takes place. That how our mind travels from the sense organ and meets the object and pervades the object and assumes the form of that object. In that manner, it is not possible for the mind really to pervade Brahma. But here the torch of the mind is directed towards the self. As long as mind is extrovert, so long it is directed towards the objects. As long as mind is projecting, so long also it is directed towards the objects. When the mind stops projecting, then mind is what we call abiding in the self. At that time we say that, the mind objectifies the self. It does not objectify the self in terms of illumining the self, but it is poised, it is focused upon the self. It abides in the self. No more projecting, no more extrovert. And this mind, it removes the ignorance pertaining to the self. So far it was directed away from me and projecting the duality. When the mind does not project the duality, when it is abiding in the self, then that ignorance of the self, what I thought myself to be, so that notion of the self is is eliminated by the mind. The idea is that it is not that this mind or the jnanavrati eliminates the self, but what the jnanavrati does is it removes the ignorance of the self. In that it is competent. In removal of ignorance the, of the self, the buddhi of the mind is competent. It does not illumine the self, nor is it necessary to illumine the self, because self always is. <coughs> Take the case of this tenth man, you know, Tvam Dashmosi. 
So when this person is told, you are the tenth man, what happens? He comes to know himself as the tenth man. Where was the tenth man all this time? It was him alone. And still the tenth man was unknown. So Agnyata Dashamaha. The tenth man was so far unknown. And when the instruction is given as a result of Adhyarova and the Apavada, in order to teach or in order to make him see that you are the tenth man, the Adhyarupa, the superimposition and de-superimposition both were necessary. The old man asks that boy to count. And when he counts and comes to number nine and concludes that the tenth man is lost, then he is told that you are the tenth man. So for the superimposition, the tenth man is lost. And then de-superimposition, that you are the tenth man. Because he superimposed upon himself, maybe a ninth man or something like that. And he is told that, you are the tenth man. And he sees, oh, I am the tenth man. So how does he see himself as tenth man? Is it that he sees tenth man as a person, somewhat different from himself? How does he realize himself as tenth man? It is not that he sees himself in some mirror or something like that. Still that vritti or the thought form, the illumination arises in the mind, which reveals his own self. What does it do? It just removes the notion. What is the notion? The tenth man is lost. I am not the tenth man. Ten, tenth man is lost. I am not the tenth man. It is this notion that was really keeping him away from his own self, you might say. As long as the notion was there, so long his mind was always directed outward, looking for the tenth man somewhere. And therefore the mind's searching for the tenth man elsewhere, itself was a denial of the self. So first of all, by the process of counting that nine, the mind was poised. And when the mind was poised, then he was told that you, first of all, Shraddha, don't worry, the tenth man is. So the boys are told, don't worry, I'll find out the tenth man for you. So the mind is poised. No more that anxiety, etc. is there. And then when he has counted nine, and now ready to see the tenth man, that time is told, you are the tenth man. All that has been done here is that the mind is poised towards itself. So far, because of the notion that the tenth man was lost, the mind was always looking, searching for, you know, out, uh, outwardly. It was extrovert. When he's told that, don't worry, the tenth man is here, and the mind is poised to see himself, then he's told, you are the tenth man. And this is what we call preparation, that's all. For any knowledge, the preparation is required. And the preparation is that, the mind should be focused to, focused at the object which is to be known. Just as when you want to see a very small, minor thing, how you look through a microscope and focus your eyes with that object. Or if you want to see something which is very far away, how you focus your mind with a telescope. So focusing of our mind with the wavelength and the frequency of the object that we want to know is required. And similarly here also, the tuning of the mind, tuning up of the mind with the self is required. And that alone is what we call the preparation. The projecting mind. So as we see this tendency of the mind to project, and we see the, the, that there is no need to project, the projection arises because of a lot of insecurities and habitual errors. And as we see that, as the mind becomes poised, and as the mind becomes centered on the self, then it is able to see itself. So when I am convinced that I don't have to look elsewhere for what I am searching for, when that, then the mind, all that is to be done is the removal of the ignorance, the removal of the notion that the tenth man is lost. And here also, the removal of the notion that I am a small being. So what this thought Gnana Vritti, or this thought, which is what we call the knowledge, what it does is, it just removes ignorance, or the no and notions born of ignorance. <clears throat>
So it is said, Param Brahma Vishayikritya. This thought form as though objectifies Param Brahma, meaning the thought is now directed towards the self. Tadgata Ajnanam Eva Bharate. All it does is, it removes or eliminates the ignorance pertaining to the self. The thought of the mind does not have to eliminate the self because the self is always eliminated. I know myself, even today, except that I know it wrongly. There is Viparita Buddhi or that false notion about the self. And all that is necessary is to remove that falsehood. That's, that's what we are doing every day. Every day we are analyzing different notions that we have about ourselves and seeing how the notions arise and because of superimposition. <clears throat> so to see superimposition as superimposition itself is elimination of superimposition. To see mithya as mithya is is elimination of mithya because what was mithya was taken to be satyam or the truth and when I understand mithya as mithya then that's all that is to be done. And so also what is the self is taken to be a limited being. So when I see that, that that ego, the sense of limitation, is not a reality, when the mind sees that, that is all that we require, because then that notion goes away. The self shines in its own glory anyway. So all that is to be done is the removal of the ignorance. <clears throat> and that is what the mind is capable of doing. So thus, as it will discuss subsequently, that the role of the mind with reference to knowledge of the objects is different from the role of the mind with reference to the knowledge of the self. In case of the mind, in the case of the I mean, knowledge of the objects, the mind objectifies those objects and illumines them. In case of the self, mind does not objectify the self in that sense or illumine the self. It just removes that notion or ignorance pertaining to the self. And thus this conviction arises, yes, I am free. Sāchitta-vṛttihi na śuddha-brahma-viṣeni sāchaitanya-pradivimba-samvalidāsati chaitanya-gitam agnyānam nivārtayadī. Tasyaha chaitanya-āvaraka-agnyāna-nivṛttihiva-prayojanam ityatahe. As we said, the only prayojanam, the purpose of the agnyāna-vṛtti or this illumination is to remove the ignorance pertaining to self. As in case of the tenth man, what has happened is, his notion is removed that he was the ninth man. The notion that the tenth man is lost is removed. And the tenth man is tense. It doesn't require, tenth man doesn't require to be eliminated separately. All that is required is the removal of that notion. Removal of misconception. <coughs> The next question arises, Nanu, Adhikarinaha, Tattvamasyadi Vakya Sharunotpanna, Akhanda Chaitanya Vritya, Tadashida Gnana Nivaradevi. Alright, now for the competent student you say that because of the illumination, the ignorance pertaining to the self is gone. So now I know the self is Brahma, alright. <coughs> Tatkaryasya Sakala charachara prapanchasya pratyakshataya bhasamanatvat kathamadvaita siddhi. Alright. The, the knowledge, the self is illumined. I realize now the self to be free. I realize myself to be free. To be nitya shuddha buddha. But still the world stands apart from me. And as long as the world stands apart from me, how advaitam or the non-duality is established? I know myself all right as complete being, but that still does not establish what we call the non-duality because the world is still perceived by me. And if the world continues to be perceived, then how is the non-duality established? <coughs> Therefore it is said here, Tada patakarana tantudahe patadahavat akhilakarane agnyane bhaditesati so the illustration is given here is Patakarana Tantudahe Patadahavat. Patta means the cloth. And the cloth is made of cotton. Or cotton is made up of the yarn, let us say. 
so threads. So when the threads are burned, the cotton is burned. When the cause is removed, the effect gets removed. When the material cause is destroyed, the effect cannot stand. So when you burn, all you have to do is to burn this cotton or burn the threads and what we call cloth automatically gets burned. So tantu dahe This is a famous nyaya or the rule. When you burn the threads, then the cloth also is burned. Meaning when you remove the cause, the effect naturally gets removed. Similarly also, what is the cause of the whole propancha? What's the cause of the whole creation? Agnyanam, ignorance. And therefore, when the ignorance is removed as a result of the illumination, then its effect, namely, the whole duality also gets destroyed. So, the question was that the duality between the self and the world continues to persist even when I know the self. So, the duality between the self and, and, and the world, will it not continue to persist in spite of my knowledge of the self? The answer is no. You recognize yourself as all-inclusive. Meaning, you see that the world also is not separate from you. The I now is no more confined to a body or mind. I encompasses everything and therefore nothing is separate from you. In this sense is duality. The separation between subject and object which was brought about on account of ignorance, that duality also gets destroyed in the wake of the destruction of ignorance. <coughs> so, Akhila Karane Ajnane Bhajite Sati Simitat Karyasya Akhilasya Bhajitatvat Similarly, this whole propension. In fact, just as the ignorance is gone and the, and the snake is completely destroyed, so also in the wake of knowledge the duality completely gets destroyed. When there is only non-duality. But then again, when you come to the vyavahara or the transaction, then there is this functioning in the world. And that discussion will come later on is what we call Jivan Mukta or a wise man who is, who is liberated while living. So the perceptual perception of the world is there, but the duality of the world is not there. This is the whole point that we made. So this, this jnana vritti or this illumination by eliminating ignorance of the self also eliminates the ignorance pertaining to the world because it is one ignorance alone which creates a separation between the self and the world and therefore that duality also is destroyed. <coughs> Nanu Agnana Nashane Nashane Tatkare Prapanchasinasha has to Tathavi Akhandakara Vrutehe Anivrutehe Advaita Hanihi. The next question is all right. You say that the whole duality is destroyed, but how about that very vritti? How about that very thought, which is what we call Gnana Vrutti? Will it persist or not? So will it be that in my mind, that in order for me to know, that always I will require this vritti or the thought. See, to know me the first time, it is necessary that the illumination must take place where the self-recognition comes. But is it then necessary that the vritti or the thought constantly is maintained in my mind? Otherwise again I'll, my, my self-recognition will go away. The answer is no. That, tadantarabhuta akhandakar karada Chitta vruttihyabhi bhajita bhavati. Even that thought form also bhajita bhavati. The thought also goes away. <coughs> it is interesting that process. Suppose, even in the case of a tenth man, if you continue to analyze that example, that the tenth man, when he's told that you are the tenth man, and then the tube light comes inside the mind and illumination comes, hey, I am the tenth man. And therefore the self-recognition takes place. And if it takes a little while for him to see this fact that I am the tenth man, because he can't believe it or what it is, it may take a little while for the idea to settle down in his mind. Once the idea is settled down in the mind that I am the tenth man, then there is no more any need for that thought to be retained that I am the tenth man, I am the tenth man, I am the tenth man. You understand? The question is, 
Will this thought, I am Brahma, I am Brahma, I am Brahma, will it be all the time retained? Is it necessary? In that case, if the thought is retained, then it retains an individual, you know, it, it, it's an existence of its own, then also there is a duality between the thought and Brahma. The answer is, even the thought also dies down. <clears throat> or it resolves. Just as the tenth man, once he comes to know that I am the tenth man, and he may take, as I said, a little while perhaps to see this fact. How can it be? How can I miss that? How can this happen? These questions may arise. But how did it happen? You know, all these questions are answered. And then he realizes, yeah, maybe I, it was amazing that I was ignorant. I just failed to take myself into account. And when he sees that mechanism of how he failed to, to recognize himself as a tenth man, but once that conviction has happened, then there is no need it is your own self, there is no need for the thought to be maintained at all. That thought also subsides in the wake of having eliminated the true nature of the self. <coughs> for that, they give different illustrations. The illustration that is given is Siddhagdha uh, Anala like the, like the fire, you know. So when you uh, when you when you set these wood to fire, then the wood starts burning. How long will the fire continue to burn? Until the wood is burned completely. And there is no need for you to extinguish the fire. The fire gets extinguished by itself when the combustible material is not there. In the same manner also, this vritti also, also subsides because it has no need. It has served its purpose. And when the purpose is served, then that vritti or the thought also ultimately subsides. Another illustration that they give is Katakarayanavat. So in the olden days, in order to clean the water, suppose in the water there is mud or some dirt is there, and you want to clean that water. So what they used to do is, they used to spread this alum powder or some other powder, and this powder would collect all the dirt that is a process called coagulation. And having gathered all the dirt, then powder along with the dirt settles down on the, at the bottom, leaving the clear water on the surface. So how that kataka renu or how that alum powder, or that particular nut powder of the kataka nut, how that collects the dirt and itself also settles down, Meaning that powder, otherwise you will have to drink that powder. You see the point is, suppose you add alum in order to purify. Suppose alum removes all the dirt, all right. But the alum itself remains as an element in water. Then again that water you cannot drink. But alum along with the dirt settles down, leaving the clear water. Similarly also, this vritti along with the ignorance settles down, leaving the, leaving the clarity or leaving abidance in the knowledge. So the question is, is there is no need for the thought, I am the tenth man to persist. Similarly, no need for the thought, I am Brahma to persist, because that thought also, that Jnana-vritti also resolves. Or it is our daily experience also. That sometimes you have that experience. Suppose you wake up from dream. Suppose you had some terrible dream. Some very, very powerful experience was there in dream, either pleasant or unpleasant. And all of a sudden you wake up. Then it takes a little while for you to really wake up because the influence of the dream remains in your mind for a period of time. It will take a few minutes for you to realize that you are awake now and the dream is no more. And thus, I am awake. I am awake. This vritti takes place. In the end that, I am awake. I am awake. I am awake. Until that samskara or until that impression of the dream is wiped out. Until then, this thought form that I am awake remains. And once you wake, get up then and you start going about your morning business, then there is no need for that thought to retain, I am awake, I am awake, I am awake. So when you wake up, wake from the deep sleep, momentarily there is a thought, I am awake. And you recognize a new status, I am awake. And then you get up from the bed and then you own up that that state that I am awake, then there is no need for the thought I am awake to continue because you are awake. 
Since being awake is your own nature, there is no need for the thought, I am awake, to be retained. That thought also dies down in the wake of your owning of the knowledge that you are awake. So this is the peculiarity about the knowledge of the self, that having revealed the true nature of the self, by removal of ignorance of the notions born of ignorance, even the vritti of the thought which reveals the self, that also subsides. Otherwise, therefore, there is no need to retain any thought. I am Brahma. Otherwise, I will forget myself. No. Because I cannot forget myself. I am always there and the self is ever shining, self-shining. And therefore, no need for that thought to retain. <coughs> Yet another question. ಸುತದಂತರ್ಭೂತಅಖಂಡಾಕಾರಕಾರಿತಚಿತ್ತವೃತ್ತಿಅಖಂಡಾಕಾರವೃತ್ತೇ You said that whenever any thought arises in the mind, then the awareness gets reflected. So we have the reflected consciousness. Now the thought, you say, dies down. But how about that consciousness that is reflected in that? Does it remain or not? And if that remains, then also again there is a duality. So what happens to the reflection of the consciousness in the Jnana Bhakti? And that answer is given in the passage 173. You see, this is just how the mechanism analyzed. Not that you can trace all the steps actually, but then this is how the the whole process is analyzed. How one comes to know and how one abides in the knowledge, that process is envisioned as though taking place in all the stages. That the jnana vritti, the illumination takes place, the ignorance is removed, vritti also subsides, and the consciousness reflected in the vritti also subsides. Not that you can separately see these stages happening, but these stages have to happen, and that is how the whole process is described as though taking place in various stages. So the passage 173 says, <clears throat> Tatra Pratibhimbitam Chaitanyam Ape Yatha Deepa Prabha Aditya Prabha Avabhasana Asamartha Sati Taya Abhibhuta Bhavati Tatha Svayam Prakashamana Pratyagabhinna Parabrahma Avabhasana Anarhataya Tena Abhibhutam Sata Svopadi Bhuta Akhanda Vrattehe Bhaditattvad Darpana Bhave Mukhapratibhimbasya Mukhamatratvavata Pratyagabhinna Parabrahma Matram Bhavati Tatra Pratibhimbitam Chaitanyamapi so, when the thought which illumined, which removed the ignorance of the self, when the thought arose, which is what we call the illumination or the jnana vritti, then the chaitanyam of the consciousness also is reflected, that is called pratibhimbitam chaitanyam or the reflected consciousness. Then what happens to that reflected consciousness? Tatra pratibhimbitam chaitanyam api. That chaitanyam of the consciousness that is reflected in the thought, Yatha Deepa Prabha Aditya Prabha Avasana Samarthasati 
taya abhibhuta bhavati. Just as the light of a lamp, it was all right as long as the sun has not arisen. So the lamp is illuminated, that dispel the darkness in this room, let us say. When the sun arises, then that little lamp, which is not capable of illumining the sun, taya abhibhuta bhavati. When the sun is brightly shining, suppose you light a candle, you don't even see the candle light. What happens is, not only the candle cannot illumine the sun, but then candle itself, that candle light itself completely gets overpowered, overwhelmed by the sunlight. And it gets as though merged in that. Meaning, how that candle light loses its individual existence because it gets overwhelmed by the sunlight. Taya abhibhuta bhavati, it gets overpowered by that. So this is, a, this is the illustration that is given in order to explain what happens to that consciousness reflected in jnana bhakti. Tatha svayam prakashamana pratyek abhinna parabrahma avabhasana anarhataya and similarly also so svopadibhuta similarly also that reflected consciousness or the consciousness reflected in that thought the jnana bhakti is not capable of illumining self, which is like, like sun, svayam prakasha, which is self-effulgent, pratyagabhinna, non-different from the self, parabrahma, so parabrahma, which is self-effulgent, and the very self, avabhasa anarhataya, that, that little reflected consciousness is not capable of illumining brahman, which is a self and self-shining, tena abhibhutam sat, and just as the light of the candle gets overpowered by the light of the blazing sun, and so also that reflected consciousness as though gets overpowered by the self-effulgent Brahman, which is the self. So Padibhuta Akhanda Vrittehe Then what happens is, when that thought form of the Vritti resolves, as I just said, by having, having revealed the true nature of myself, since that vritti of the thought form has no further role to play, it also subsides. As I said, when you wake up, <coughs> that I am awake, the thought arises momentarily. And when I recognize, own up the state that I am, own up the fact that I am awake, how that thought also subsides. And so also the thought, I am Brahman, that knowledge also subsides. And therefore, the consciousness reflected in that has no place to be. So that is why it is said, Darpana Bhave. Mukha Pradivimbasya Mukha Matratvavat Just as when there is, a, uh, there is a mirror in front of me and then my face is reflected in the mirror and when you remove the mirror what happens to the face? What happens to the reflection? The reflection as though merges in the face. You can say. So let's say that the mirror is brought before me and my face is reflected in the mirror. And now you remove the mirror. Then what happens to the reflection? You can say that the reflection merges back into my face. Because the reflection can obtain only as long as the upadhi, the mirror is there. And when the upadhi is removed, then the reflection also goes away. Similarly also, the chit pratibimba, or the reflected consciousness can be there only as long as the vritti is there. Then when the vritti subsides, then the reflected consciousness also subsides. You may say, it merges into self. Mukha matratvat pratyagabhinna in short, the reflected consciousness also reduces itself to the self, which is Param Brahman. Thus, nothing else remains. It starts, it looks as though there is duality. The question arises that when you say knowledge takes place, knowledge is the modification of mind. Yes. If knowledge is the modification of the mind, and you say that he is a wise man, does it mean that his mind always remains in that particular state? No, because there is no need for it to remain having illumined the self. Then what happens to the consciousness reflected in that mind? That consciousness also merges into the image, you know, the self. And that is how all that remains is the self, which is self-effulgent. And you are now an illumined being. You are now an illumined person. Because the ignorance, and the ignorance does not stage a comeback. Once that notion goes away, and once that conviction is there, it is gone once and for all. As we said, of course, what we call the Vipari Bhavana, 
habitual error may be there. And again and again that dehato buddhi or that idea that body I am, that may come back. And then you have to again, you have to bring back this vritti, abhyasa, by practice, you bring back this vritti and then slowly and slowly become free from the habit. But once that habit also has gone away, then there is what we call the spontaneous knowledge or abiding knowledge. Here, there is one uh, commentator who gives us three verses of how, what is the vision of the wise man. Three verses he has given here. Lokascha bhandi parame mai mohajanyaha Swapnendra jala marunira samavichitraha Says, Lokascha bhandi parame mai mohajanyaha This whole world shines in me. Who am I? Parame mai. The whole universe shines in me. Who is limitless, who is supreme? Swapnendra jala marunira samavichitraha all this world is what? Vichitram is variegated world, completely changing and it is, it is momentary. Swapna Indrajala Marunira, like the dream, or like the magic, or like the mirage water, how it just an appearance, it comes and goes, and how the dream shines in me, or the magic also shines in me, or the mirage water also shines on the desert, and similarly also the whole world shines in me. How the desert is, the very substrate of the mirage water. And so also, I the self, which is limitless, is the substrate of the whole universe. And the whole universe shines in me. This whole variegated changing universe shines in me. Vithana kaal ihana suralam vishuddha pratyak sukhabdhi paramam rata chitta vrittav. Vithana kaal na alam suhu. And then, when I now am awake to my own nature, then this universe is no more in existence. Vishuddha pratyak sukhabdhi paramamrata chittavrattav Now I am completely immersed in the paramamrata. I am now completely immersed in the nectar, the ocean of the nectar. Vishuddha pratyak sukha, which is the nectar of happiness, which is the pure self. So pure self, which is of the nature of happiness, is comparable to the, that ocean of nectar in which I am completely immersed, and now there is not even existence of that world at all. Mattaf param nakhalo vishwamathabhivadi madhyeja puram param narasungatulyam Now this world also does not shine separate from me. It was not there before. So far I thought that the world was real, I realized that it doesn't shine separate from me. It never was before, it never is even now. And it never will be. Always it was Narasranga Tulyam. Always it was this totally mithya or non-existent as a matter of fact. Like the horn of the hair. And similarly also in me, the world is no existence at all. Mayotta Shastra Guru Vakya Samutta Bodha Bhanu Prabhavilasade Kugatam Kugatam Najane I do not know where this whole creation compared to the mist has gone away. So as the morning sun rises, how the mist rises and disappears completely, and so also in the in the wake of the rising of the sun. Which sun? Samutha Bodha. In the wake of rising the sun of knowledge, how did the knowledge arise? Shastra Guru Vakya, on account of the teaching of this Mahavakya by the teacher based on the scriptures. And I should say that even this Vakya, even the teacher and the scriptures and the teaching. All of that also was only in the realm of the duality, which is also mithya. But then, that mithya setup was necessary for the knowledge to arise, which reveals the true nature of myself. And when the knowledge of the sun has arisen, in the wake of that, the mist of this whole duality in the creation has disappeared. I don't know where it has disappeared. Niratise prakashe paresmin I wonder, how did this whole delusion arise in the first place? Who am I? Niritisha Sukhabdi Swaprakashe. I am the Sukhabdi, I am the very ocean of happiness. Niratisha unsurpassable. I am the very unsurpassable ocean of happiness. 
So Prakash is self-effulgent. So in I, who is such self-effulgent, unsurpassable ocean of happiness, in me, pare asmin, and who is limitless, kasamidam avivekad uttitam srakfaniva. How did the whole thing arise in the first place? Like the snake arises in the rope, similarly also all this arose, I don't know how it arose, konugatam adhuna, and I don't know where it has disappeared now. Just as the snake disappears in the wake of the knowledge of the rope, now I realize, where has this whole creation, the duality disappeared? Taddeshikova, where is the teacher? Shrutirva, where is even the scriptures? So all of that was in the realm of duality. And therefore the whole duality consisting of the teacher and the scripture and everything, where has it completely disappeared? Parama vimala bodhe abhyutyate aham najane. Parama vimala bodhe. When this pure knowledge is arisen, then I do not know where the duality consisting of the whole universe and even the teacher and the scriptures and all of that, where is that duality disappeared? Like the mist that disappears in the wake of the sun, where is that duality disappeared in the wake of the knowledge? I do not know. So this is how the wise man declares. This is, these three verses are the declaration of a wise man, meaning one who sees the, the whole duality as false. And therefore, in the self, there is no trace of the duality at all. And therefore he says, I don't know where the duality has gone. Well, the duality is there as long as the mind and the sense organs are functioning. And when you withdraw your attention from that, even that duality also is not there. Even I realize that this, this is simply a notion that I thought that I was a limited being. I thought that the world was different. I saw the teacher and the scriptures and teaching was all real. I now see the unreality of it all. And the wake of seeing that unreality, everything is as though disappeared. I don't know where it has disappeared. And therefore, this idea is that there is not even a trace of duality. Because these questions arise that what happens to a, you know, the, if this thought persists, then the duality also persists. He says, no, that not even a trace of duality persists in wake of the knowledge. When the knowledge is owned up, when it becomes spontaneous knowledge, then there is not even a trace of duality for the wise man. <coughs> okay. Continue tomorrow. Om Puranamadav Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantav Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavad Vyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om